Welcome to My Favorite Name is Mom. I'm your host, Deshaun Edwards, mama to four amazing kiddos ages 21, 15, 13, and four months. My Favorite Name is Mom is a podcast where real motherhood is celebrated. Each week, we will give vulnerable answers and bring encouragement to some of the challenges we as moms face. Now let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of My Favorite Name is Mom. Today we're going to be talking about inviting God into our parenting. Now I know some of you are probably like, duh, I would not make it as a mom if I didn't invite God daily into my parenting. However, this is a very uh, somewhat new concept for me. I've probably, I probably started this about three years ago, but really began to see the fruit Um, of inviting God into just my everyday parenting over the last year. And so, um, you know, before I started really being intentional about allowing God to co-parent with me, uh, my husband and I allowing God to co-parent with us, um, it was really kind of a fly by the seat of your pants in everything. Um, So uh, I spent 21 years for the most part as a single mom. And so carrying the weight of raising children, I got really comfortable with doing it on my own. So then when I started following Jesus, I kind of kept that same behavior where if I had a struggle or a challenge with one of the kids, um, you know, I would just kind of kind of like trudge through it um, and figure out the best way to do it. And then once I figured out how to manage the situation or once I was done yelling at, you know, one of the kids or disciplining them or scolding them for their behavior, um, then I would take that to God full of guilt and regret or whatever. Um, Or I would sit on my bathroom floor and cry it out with God, um, not realizing that if I invited him into the process in the beginning, that um, it would actually change quite a bit and save me the headache. Um, There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about wisdom and the Lord says, if any of you um, lack wisdom, just ask him and he will give it freely. And it wasn't until I would say, um, I said, I think I said about a year ago over the past year that I really started to take that scripture to heart and realize that that is true in every area. So it's not just a lot of times I would ask for wisdom on the direction to take and ask for wisdom on which job to take or, you know, different things like that. But really in every area of life, it's the wisdom of God that, um, is that allows us to function and operate in peace. And so, um, you know, what that looks like inviting God into our parenting is, is really just that, Um, Every time there is a challenge or there's frustration on the onset, I I, um, am learning and have learned to um, invite God into that. So an example would be, um, and I have examples for all of my children, so I'll share them all with you. So with my son, who is now 13, um, he would always get in trouble for talking too much in school. So as long as he's been in school, he's talked too much in school. And I remember he was in the um, fifth grade. He just went to the eighth grade. And I remember um, him being in the fifth grade and I was really, really challenged, or maybe it was sixth grade, one of the two. And I was really, really challenged because he kept getting these notes sent home that he just talks too much in class. And um, grounding didn't work. 
for him. Um, incentives didn't work for him. There was nothing that motivated him to not talk in class. And so finally, I was at the end of my rope and I was very, very frustrated with him. His grades weren't the best. So it's not like he's talking in class, but doing really well. So I sat down with him. Um, and before sitting down with him, I got his, I knew his report card was coming and I knew what it, uh, the same old, same old, it was going to be poor grades. Your uh, son talks too much, doesn't listen the whole nine. Um, but before sitting down with my son, I, I prayed and I said, God, um, I need you to help me with this because I don't want to lose it on him. Uh, cause I've lost it on him plenty of times. I'm like, I don't want to lose it on him. So I need your help. And so then going into the conversation with my son, um, one, my soul was at rest. And so I wasn't angry and frustrated and I was able to go into the conversation really clear headed and ready to hear what my son had to say. And so I sat down with him and I'm like, hey, dude, um, help me understand what's happening. And my son just breaks down in tears. I didn't realize that this is the first time that I had asked him what was happening on his end. Every other time that we talked about grades, I always came from a place of why are you doing this? Not, hey, what's going on? And so he broke out in tears and he starts to tell me, um, what it's like for him sitting in a classroom. He is explaining to me that he has such a creative mind that he literally, his mind goes from daydreaming about dragons and castles to superheroes to just this, and he's giving vivid examples of kind of the things that his, that his mind navigates to. And he's like, and it's so exciting that I have to tell someone and I don't know how not to. And in that moment, I felt like God gave me such a grace for my son, realizing like, man, how hard is it to have this beautiful imaginative mind that has to be controlled for eight hours a day? And and it's like you're, you're bursting at the seams, just wanting to be the creative person that you were really born to be. Um, and so it kind of broke my heart that, man, my son is in this environment where he doesn't really get to be who God has created him to be. Um, but at the same time, I have to teach my son about self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit. And so we're talking through it. And I just and, and God gives me great insight that um, there's a scripture in the Bible that says um, that God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask, think, dream, imagine, whatnot. And I thought for a second, it came to me that, man, with my son's imagination, there isn't anything God won't do. How beautiful is that? And so in that moment, I became appreciative of his imagination and his creativity. Um, now, I still have to teach him how to have self-control, but there's a whole lot more grace that came into that conversation and understanding that allowed me to remain calm. And it gave my son hope that he could be who he is and it's okay, but still that there's expectations that he's got to meet. Um, another example would be with my uh, middle daughter who is now 15 and she is a filler. She fills everything. And there were, um, she has very strong emotions all the time. And there was a period of time when her big emotions were really hard for me. It made me feel like I was failing as a mom. It made me feel like she um, just had a terrible attitude. I think we a lot of times associate negative attitudes with teenage girls. Um, and what God showed me was that her big emotions are a gift from him. 
And so instead of fussing or getting angry when she would get an attitude or treat her attitude as if it was bad behavior, I actually started asking God to show me what was really going on. So when she would have an attitude and and be short with me, I would, instead of get offended and get angry with her, I would start to ask questions. Hey, God, what's going on with her? Can you show me what's going on with her? And what I would find is in those moments, she would then, instead of me getting offended and angry, I would become grace-filled and compassionate, giving her the space to be angry, the space to have her attitude. And then she would open up and she would share you know, that it could be she saw something on TV that reminded her of her relationship with her dad and how she wished it was different. And so her frustration is not towards me. She is just feeling really big feelings, having these really big emotions. And at 15, she doesn't know how to manage them. At 40, I don't know how to manage them. So it is insane that I would expect my 15-year-old daughter to know how to manage grief and loss and disappointment and rejection um, when I have a hard time managing those emotions. And so having that insight, inviting God into that space And asking for wisdom in those moments has allowed us to navigate her big emotions to where now when she walks through the house and she's not speaking to anyone and she has what would normally be um, addressed as a bad attitude or, you know, like just a rude teenager, um, my husband and I are able to take a step back and really ask God like, hey, what's going on? Something's not right. What's going on with her? Um, And then we've we've earned her trust in such a way that um, once she's able to process and understand herself what she's feeling, she's very communicative and is quick to say, uh, you know, hey, mom, uh, I'm I'm not doing too good today. I'm, you know, really I'm lonely or I'm frustrated or um, giving her the space to recognize like, hey, it's not just a bad attitude, but it's actually a really big emotion that you're feeling and it's okay to have them. And then the last one, um, last example, or I'll give two more examples of inviting God into um, parenting uh, with my oldest daughter, Taylor. Um, When she turned 20, I wanted her to move out. It was (laughs) living with with an adult child is not easy, Um, especially an adult child who does not act like an adult was very difficult. And so uh, there were many, many times from the age of 19, I started trying to prepare her to move out on her own. So teaching her about, you know, like we've always talked about money and budgeting, but really going in on budgeting. She had a job, trying to teach her how to save, all that stuff. And so then when some friends of hers were like, hey, we want to, you know, move and would love for you to come and roommate with us. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. She's out. This is great. These are young women that I trust and I admire. So it's it was a win-win situation. Um, and then when they asked her uh, for her financials, she didn't have the money saved that she should have had saved. Uh, she miscalculated her income. So she wasn't really, and it was just, I mean, there were, it was a lot of stuff where it was like, crap, she's not, what happened? Like, where did she, where did we go wrong? And I remember kind of processing through this with our marriage counselor. And um, in, in that moment, I'm like, I don't understand. You know, it's like, she's still a kid. And in that moment, I felt like God said she is. 
Um, and what I hadn't realized is that when she was uh, about 13 years old, she went to go live with her dad for her high school years. And during that time, she encountered some really traumatic stuff, um, stuff that that 13 year olds should not encounter. And what God showed me is that trauma, um, she's been she had been stuck in uh, that trauma. She had been stuck in that age. So even though she processed the trauma, we she did, you know, went through therapy, all that stuff um, was healthy. She started when she became healthy, she started living from the place of a 13 year old. So in actually, she, actuality, she was only about 15 mentally and emotionally. And so my frustrations were warranted because she was about the age of a 15 year old. Um, and once I was able to understand that, it gave me so much grace and compassion for her. So then my parenting changed, how I mothered her changed. So I no longer approached her as a 19, 20 year old. I began to approach her as a 15 year old and helped walk her through like I would a 15 year old to becoming adult, an adult. And the transformation was ridiculous immediately she began to grow and and develop and mature um just giving her the space to heal was everything that she needed but had i not asked god about that had i not been open to allowing god to speak into how i mother and how i parent i would have never guessed that on my own i would have never been able to see that on my own and then the, the most recent um kind of experience with inviting God into my parenting would be with the baby. Um, man, having a newborn is rough. I don't know how I did this three times before. Um, <laughs> this has been an interesting journey. Um, man, I haven't slept a full night in months. You know, a few months before he was born, I wasn't sleeping. So, you know, him here now, I really don't sleep and just um, having these moments, uh, where I'm struggling with postpartum, um, and, um, and sadness and mom guilt and all of these other really big feelings. A lot of times in the middle of the night, I can find myself getting really frustrated or really angry. Um, and I don't run away from those feelings, meaning I don't try to pretend that they're not there. Um, I'm, I'm learning and I'm on a journey of allowing God into those spaces, those ugly, dark spaces where I am filled with rage or anger, um, not trying to pretend like I'm something I'm not, but being in that moment and allowing God into that moment by saying, hey, God, I am angry right now. I'm not happy right now. I am sad right now. And that's okay. Um, and allowing him into those spaces. And then what, what I have found that he does is he just reminds me of his faithfulness. So even in those moments, it's like, hey, I know that it's hard right now, but you can do this. You can do hard things. Like this is this is a redemptive moment for you. And so even in um, the messiness of motherhood, learning how to invite God into those spaces, into the messy spaces, um, not so that we can perform differently or behave differently so that but so that God can meet us in there and so that he can um, show us his grace and so that we could experience his mercy, experience his love, experience his gentleness, and then allow those experiences to fuel us as moms. 
um, and to fuel us as parents. And so I just want to encourage you, whatever you are on your journey of motherhood, um, if you're inviting God in daily, continue to do that. Um, If it's a new concept for you, like it was for me, I just want to encourage you to start inviting him into the small stuff. You know, the kids aren't our, our, um, your, your toddler keeps getting into the baby powder and getting it out everywhere. Just, you know, Hey God, can you give me some wisdom on how to, how to navigate this? Um, or, you know, if your teenager is hanging out with the wrong crowd and, um, you know, the restrictions that you have in place aren't working or even navigating this pandemic and our children are struggling with grief and um, frustration and loss and loneliness and boredom, um, just start asking God, like, hey, God, can you give me some wisdom on how to navigate this? Um, Lord, I need help. I need help. Um, And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help from God. It's okay to ask for help from our spouses. It's okay to ask for help from our friends. Um, this is a time where we definitely need help. And so I encourage us all to invite God into those spaces um, and to not try to clean up the spaces before we invite him in. Let him come into the to the mess. Let him come in um, behind the curtain, you know, that we put up to keep the facade of everything looking great. Just invite him into the back, to the back room, the messy parts of it all. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you really enjoy your day and I look forward to hanging with you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at my underscore favorite underscore name underscore is underscore mom. And we'd love to hear from you. Let us know how you're navigating motherhood, send us some questions, or simply say hi by contacting us at DeshaunEdwards.com. That's D-E-S-H-A-W-N-E Edwards.com. And remember, you are the absolute best mama for your babies. Join us next week. And until then, take care.